there, everybody, and welcome to the Sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us, as always, is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranta. Robo Jordan's back. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, I'm back. Absolutely. You guys might be noticing through the crystal clear audio, you might be thinking, oh, Jordan's returned from Nashville. Yeah. He is not. No. Not so. Yeah. I'm, I'm still in Nashville. He's yeah. actually he's flying back to the Los Angeles area tomorrow. Yeah. But, but tonight, we are recording... <laughs> Yeah, via yeah. Our, our custom application Skypipes yeah. that we just shortened to Skype. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really glad you guys did that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That said, once again, uh, because it's now up and running again, uh, a lot of our drops, you're going to notice, are of much lower quality. Sure. Uh, because we did not have the budget left to, to try, and, try and do the normal uh, high-quality drops that you guys Spent get. And, too much. And I know I'm in Nashville, so I missed the pre-show meeting because I had a question about this as well. Okay, <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Why don't we continue to discuss it here on the podcast? No, no. First, what's on the show? What's on the show? Oh, today? what's on the show? Well, we got a jam-packed show for your first one back, Jordan. Nat Spigman. Ooh, yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah, yeah everybody's I heard that, uh, Bill Belichick. Yeah, Bill Bill Belichick, uh, coach of the Patriots, is apparently he said he's done with the Microsoft tablets that they have in the NFL sidelines. Boo. The Microsoft well, Surface says yeah. it's no good. Yeah. said he's, he's just done with them. Uh, and so Nat is actually coming on because he has developed a, a handheld device specifically for NFL sidelines. Wow, good for him. That's great. Yeah. Moving into that's hardware, amazing. apparently. I assume that his company, Clune, is the one that's doing it? Yes, Clune. The multi-billion dollar startup, Clune. Yeah, which is... Well, they always have a slightly different valuation, I feel like. That's true. Yeah. That's it, true. It changes it, based on the market. Very, yeah, considerably. But, yeah, um, but, yeah, but so, and, and he's moving into hardware, so that's pretty exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. We, we got a wide world of weird sports, Phil? You're goddamn right you do. Uh, and we also oh. have, uh, and Jordan's going to give us a report of his trip to uh, to see an Old Miss football game in that Mississippi. Whoa, sweet home Mississippi! But first, I have a piece of business behind the scenes meeting. Brought to you by. Uh, this is uh, pizza. You just generally pizza is what it's what you get. What you get with pizza. Hey guys. I know I'm in Nashville, but, you know, I still listen to the podcast because I love sports, 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 right? Yeah, that's yeah. good. I'm glad. <laughs> last weekend, uh, last week, you guys interviewed uh, Bucky the Brewer. Yeah, which is yeah. not actually the mascot for the Brewers. Right. No, no. Uh-oh, we lost Jordan. Lost him good. I accidentally muted myself. Yep, there we go. <laughs> I was going to say, we lost you Jordan pretty squarely. Jordan was so furious about this. Uh, Jordan, he... I'm sorry. Go on. You were about to get angry at us? Yes, you know it is Bucky the Badger at the University of Wisconsin. Yep. It is Bernie the Brewer, who uh, is the Milwaukee Brewer mascot. He's Ooh. against the top 1% of 1% <laughs> of bees. They're both in Wisconsin. Yeah. Different mascots. You know, I'm going to have to take the blame for this one, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, you see, what happened was uh, uh, Phil pitched that bit. Yep. And I did not do the necessary research to confirm that Phil, our sports outsider, had accurately oh, come up with the name of the mascot. Uh, there's no reason to think that he would. No, no. I'm a sports outsider. <laughs> yeah. I don't know shit about shit. That would fall entirely within my purview. Uh, yeah. And so I so, want to apologize to you, all the people at home, and to the good people of Wisconsin. You know what I really love? Not a single person wrote in to correct us either. <laughs> yeah. Hey, tree oh, well, fall I guess in the forest, you don't right? Read my text, Phil. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did not text. 
Okay, well, uh, well, we want, just want to say, uh, everybody in Wisconsin, we are a big fan of the state of Wisconsin, your yeah. capital city, Minneapolis. The Dells are great. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, what, Minneapolis? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? And we think Absinthe. that the the wide uh, the wide you know, quantities of Gruyere cheese that you produce, yeah. obviously the uh, the brewery oh, for, for cool. Budweiser beer, yeah, uh, Bud Light made in Milwaukee. And I'm glad that Billy Madison was shot there. <laughs> yeah, all of in these late things. In June 1970. When the Brewers were still a new team and having difficulty drawing fan spectators to the games, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Milt Mason, a 69-year-old fan, decided to sit atop the scoreboard until the team could draw a home crowd of 40,000. Huh. Like it was there for 40 days. Like, and, but this and is 40 the, nights? Yes. This is the original Hungry Hungry Homer. Holy there. crap. Did he not? Did he not go home between games? He stayed up there, and then to the delight of the bat day crowd august 16th 44,000 fans came Whoa. he descended from his trailer follow oh, i guess he was on a trailer he descended from his trailer on a rope sustaining burns to his hand and his hands and legs oh huh three and years how did later they get the trailer down three years later after a long illness he died oh from rope burns but not before being recognized as the original Bernie Brewer. Did he wear a Brewer costume? No, the character was created after his death as a tribute to Mason. Okay, that seems uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, and then he, li- and he lived in a beer barrel chalet, and he slid into a bucket of beer at home runs, yeah. and was named Bernie. It is. Uh, he had a how- mascot wife named Bonnie Brewer. Ooh. If if his name is Bernie Brewer, then how come we were saying Bucky Brewer? <laughs> I don't know, Phil. All right, just check it. Yeah. Well, okay, I well, don't... once again, obviously, uh, Bernie must have been a big fan of beer because one, Wisconsin's well known for its its burgeoning uh, wine industry. Uh, oh, this is so upsetting, Joe. <laughs> so, this yeah. is just so, so upsetting. Yeah. Well, uh, luckily, they got those little thin crust pizzas they love so much. Yes, absolutely. So to and the they fold it, they fold they the fold pizza. Their pizza. Uh, to the good people of Wisconsin uh, and your turkey sausages. Yeah. Uh, and your your deep, deep, abiding love for the state of Minnesota. Uh, yeah. We we apologize profusely for for mislabeling uh, uh, Bernie the Brewer. As Bucky the Brewer. And I'm sorry that the Shonda Rhimes documentary, How to Get Away with Murder, was based about your state. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We really screwed that one up, too. But first, news, news, news. <laughs> news, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Bill. News, news, news. SEC football mission into the abyss. SEC football mission into the abyss brought to you by uh, gentle sneezes, uh, gentle sneezes. Don't spread as many diseases. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. OK. Oh, uh, yeah. I think so we're really struggling with the drops now that we spent all our money on our sky pipes. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I should have brought that up at the behind the scenes meeting, but I guess I'll wait till after the show. Yeah, that's fine. So, so I'm in Nashville. And uh, recently, uh, drove down to go to Ole Miss in Oxford, Mississippi for a football game. Nice. So it's a four-hour drive, okay? Mm -hmm. I had a couple buddies come down from back home. Ah, was one of the buddies Bud and the other one Bud Light? (laughs) Yo! (laughs) Drinking and driving. 
You, you, actually, so <laughs> <laughs> there are a handful of states in the union where you can drink in your car. You can have open bottles in the car so long as the driver isn't driving. The drinker <laughs> isn't driving. The drive? No, no. The drinkers aren't driving. The driver isn't drinking. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No drinking. So and driving. So if a cop pulls you over and there's three open beers in the car and there's three guys in the car, you're busted. But if mm. there are two open beers, three guys in the car, you're fine. When right. are they going to finally pass double fisting legislation? <laughs> right. So, so by the grace of God, Tennessee is one of those states. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was driving because my friend, because I worked Friday, and my friends uh, got drunk in Nashville all day. Oh, of course, good for so they them. Wanted to keep, so they wanted to keep the party train going. So they're so Nick and Andrew are crushing beers in the car while I'm driving. Sure, yeah. Okay, we left the beer uh, bottle opener in the uh, in the trunk. Mm-hmm. Nick's, uh, Nick's using his belt buckle. It's all good. There we go. <laughs> It's very, it's very Nashville. Nick is a very resourceful young man. Right? No, he's the best. So, okay. So here's the deal. So I told you there's a few states where you can, you, you can have drinkers in the car yeah. as long as the drivers and drinking. Sure. There, there is one state where the driver can drink and drive, so long as their blood alcohol level is at or below the legal limit. Yeah. Is it Mississippi? It is Mississippi. <laughs> there we go. No wonder they spell their state. So so this is a great state of Mississippi. That's just so happens to be where we're going. So we roll into Oxford, and when I know we're 20 minutes out, I crack open a beer like a red-blooded American. Yeah. Wow. Right? Did, did you feel bad? No, it felt great. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then, see red and blue lights flashing from behind. Cop pulls us over, says, you boys look lost. Uh-oh. No, I'm kidding. Okay, that part's Okay, phew. <laughs> I thought something racist was about to happen. No, no. Okay, so anyway, so uh, the next day, the game, the Grove, that's the tailgate area. That's, uh, that's, where they, that's on campus. It's a huge park on campus. Mm-hmm. And every square inch of the grass is covered with uh, tailgate tents. Nice. Okay? Yeah. Outfitted with televisions, chairs, the most uh, amazing looking food, uh, uh, booze, but the booze has to be in a red solo cup for okay. uh, 2012's uh, Toby Keith statute. There we go. <laughs> uh, Glad he finally which, got that legislation pulled through. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that actually, I'll be uh, honest. I did not think that Toby Keith, as a lobbyist, was going to have the oomph necessary to, to get it get it there. And I, I underestimated him. He yeah. really, Well, especially he, when the double fisting legislation was just mired in committee. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, it's tough because they had that one Democrat who's like, <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, I mean, the Toby Keith coalition that ultimately passed it was, was, a, was a positively inspiring, you know, sort of. Uh, the one super together. PAC they have to keep around after citizen united goes away yeah absolutely <laughs> so every in every tailgate uh there's like regional alumni groups you know like jackson mississippi alumni austin texas alumni like sometimes are family names like johnson family uh you know tailgate or student groups right all, yep. all sorts of stuff just packed right so we we're, we walk in we're pretty lit sure. and uh we we got a, we got our red solo cups and we're drinking jack and coke like a couple good college kids and I want to paint the scene. So as we walk in the Grove, Creedence Clearwater Revival's Fortunate Sun is blaring. Ooh. Mm. Right? Well, it's a man who will wave right? your red, white, and blue, yeah. So That's the it. first tailgate group we see, okay, mm-hmm. it's why it's Creedence the Keep Clearwater Our State Revival? Flag, the same heritage group Wait, or whatever. 
keep our state flag the same heritage group. Oh, whoa. That's Mississippi is one scary. of the states that has the Confederate flag in the corner of their flag, you see. Oh, oh that's right. No. So a bunch of so the first thing, fortunate sun blaring, bunch of protests saying, keep our flag. Okay. Yeah, they, I don't think they've listened oh. to the lyrics of Fortunate Son. This is a little tough. Not the same group. Not the same group. Different groups. Oh, okay. All right. Fortunate Son was coming from, we think, the Johnson family tailgate. Okay. I support okay. that tailgate. Yeah, props to the, the Johnson family. The racist stuff was coming from the Keep Our State Flag Heritage Group or whatever. Yeah. Wow. wow. Were, they oh, playing, wow. were they playing Dixie? Uh, no, actually. And the, the band is not allowed to, they, they don't play Dixie anymore at all. Were they, they used playing to... the soundtrack for American History X? Oh, God, no. I Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Me. Just making no. sure. I feel like Dixie's a better option. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it. That'll but, get us so back to Dixie. <laughs> so as we're walking around, we, we realize, okay, so, uh, so one thing we will say, though, is there were th- – this was a huge upset in terms of the gambling and the group. There were no Confederate flags we counted. None. Really? Wow. Solo. Not flags. even on T-shirts? No. Not no, even on the none. Keep Our Flag the Same group? <laughs> okay, so if you count the ones on the Mississippi State flag. Yeah. But but no solo Confederate flags, which, like, we, you know, we basically uh, owed, owed Nick a lot of money because of that. What was the over He was under? really betting on progressive Mississippians. Oh, nice. That's a tough bet. Well, good 14 for, and a good, half. It was 14 and a half. Over, right? We <laughs> thought we could clear that, but we're like, we can't count Mississippi flags. Right. Okay. No, other flags we didn't see, any other college flag at any of the tailgates. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, now, this they would is be fairly, killed. Well, well, no, but this is fairly common, you know, for like at a family at a tailgate, you might have like, you might see someone else's college represented, like your spouse. Yeah. But this is nothing new because Mississippians discourage intercollegiate marriage. <laughs> oh, of course, because of their it's deep, not... deep hatred for anything defined as other. Yeah. Right. And, like and Mississippi so the, State. <laughs> oh, don't get them started on Starkville. Uh, so uh, the apparel, women in dresses, mm-hmm. okay, usually red. Yeah, big hats. Cool, right? No, no, no hats. Oh, I thought Some I was hats, imagining. But it, was the not, that's not, it wasn't a hat thing. Okay. So uh, men, it, men in all collared shirts. Okay. Really? Usually, usually Ole Miss polos. Hmm. Okay. Not always. All the shirts had collars. Khakis were plentiful. Mm-hmm. It had the feel of a church picnic at times because, like, there'd be kids running around in polo shirts and dresses throwing around a football. Really? Yeah. And uh, and all of the women were super hot. Of course. Yeah. It's the South. Most of the guys, most of the guys, nothing special. Exactly. That's <laughs> Looked kind of doofy, most of them. What yeah. I tell every woman who's single who's like, I need to find someone, it's like, if you're a single lady looking for a man... Move to the Midwest. If you're a single man looking for a lady, move to the coasts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, and so everyone's dressed like that with the exception of, and I shit you not, the, uh, <laughs> the uh, theater department's tailgate, mm-hmm. which when we walked by it was uh, three, three men and women in black shirts. Oh, God. Huh. It was just perfect. It was, of course, the theater kids were being obstinate. Really doing wearing- nothing to diffuse that stereotype. You know what? I realized I said the wrong thing. If you're a man looking for a lady, you move to the Midwest. If you're a lady looking for a man, you move to the coasts. I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> and, and again, we apologize to Wisconsin and Minnesota. Yeah. For this well, hey, Wisconsin, we absolutely love that you're the land of a thousand lakes. Absolutely. 
I think it's 2000. Yeah, the ah. best the best one of course being Lake Huron, which Wisconsin borders. Yeah. So the game, it was versus Memphis. They rolled them. Completely cool. destroyed them. Roll However, call. Roll tide. That's the one. No, 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 oh no, no. they no, say no. hotty toddy, gosh almighty, who the hell are we? Hey, bim bam, flim flam, old miss, by damn. Wow. That's pretty cool. They say damn? Oh yeah. Well, that's the it, sometimes they say ma'am, but no, they always say damn. Okay. That's that's a little racy, but okay. <laughs> it's what you tell the kids, so they do it that way. Yeah. Uh they, yeah, so at the game, the entire stadium stood the bulk of the game. Wow. Whoa. Uh, there was a middle, leg city. Th- this is the the middle aged There was a middle aged couple behind us. Okay, we, and they were concerned when we showed up because normally they said the tickets were sold to people who weren't even from Ole Miss. <laughs> and we said, well, we're not, but we got some sweet gear. You know. <laughs> yep. I was wearing a collared shirt and an Ole Miss hat and khakis. Hey, you there know? you go. Then you were the right uniform. Fit right in. <laughs> so so uh, so they were like, okay, you're cool, right? And the whole game. This woman, I swear, every play, let's go, Rebels! Come on, Rebels! Are they the Rebels? Yeah, they're the Rebels. They're the old Miss Rebels. Okay. No, Phil, the old lady was so senile, she was rooting for a different team. Oh, no, I thought that she was a huge Star Wars fan. <laughs> you were just <laughs> thinking about... The, the push to have Admiral Akbar as their mascot failed uh, because of, you know, Lucasfilms jerks. Yeah. Which, it was uh, rigged. What a dick move. Like, if you're Lucasfilms, how do you not accept having a prominent, like, like public university uh, pick one of your, your, your trademarks as your mascot? It's a trap. I can't believe they didn't do that. So, uh, so basically, I should also say, get them a lot, you know, but that's a popular thing for women to say when they're encouraging their team to tackle someone. Yeah. Right. Well, for all, I, I, I say that. Do you say get them? Yeah. And I'm not a woman. I say hit them real hard. I say murder. Uh, so they they were so friendly. They were so nice. They we got their number. How they friendly invi- were they? They they invited us to their tailgate for next year's LSU game. Whoa, oh, wow. there we go. Are you gonna go? Yeah, that is our current plan too. Okay. And so to be nice, uh, my my friend Andrew who has season tickets to Michigan State football. Said yeah. And, you know, anytime you want, you're welcome at my tailgate if you want to come up north. And I swear, for a moment, her tone switched on a dime, and she said basically, yeah, we'll see about that. Ooh, yeah. they do not like <laughs> northerners. Well, hopefully, no, they're not, hopefully not it's they not don't this like season it. that they'd come up north for that. She ain't, she ain't coming north to the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah, it was just very – it was a perfect note to end that, like – Perfectly pleasant people, wonderful. Invite us to their tailgate, but it's just like, hey, and anytime you want to come up, nah, nah, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I'm cold up there, right? There. We're not doing that. Yeah, it's a bunch of Hillary supporters in the north. <laughs> well, hey. SEC football mission into the abyss. SEC football mission into the abyss. Joining us now on the podcast, one of our favorite guests, the uh, founder. Can I do my own intro? Uh, sure. It's me, Nat Spigman, CEO, founder, CFO, CCO, and uh, chairperson and entire board of Clune, the multi-trillion dollar tech startup. Multi-trillion dollar startup. On paper. It's a startup, and yet it's also worth mm, several, by, Joel, it's Joel, worth more Joel, than the largest Joel, company Joel. in the world by, by a factor of like Don't worry, Jordan, I'll take five. this one. Joel. <laughs> Everything's a startup until it IPOs or is 
acquired by a larger company, and I am indie. Yeah, okay, that's not... Uh, on paper. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, thanks for coming on the show, Nat. Uh, we're, we're always glad to have you on. Yeah. Uh, and you're coming on to tell us about... Uh, you guys are apparently have done another pivot. We just did a pivot, yes. Yeah. We've had lots well, your of... Your company does a lot of pivots, Nat, I've A lot noticed. of pivots. We haven't landed on the exact thing yet, but we've been out there doing some R&D, investing into projects. I thought that a lot of the concepts had a lot of legs. We got a lot of buzz, but hey, now Nat, we've really landed. It, it's, it really seems like a lot of your pivots are more like dart throws. No, yeah. no. This is well-market-researched, usually to do with sports. Yeah pivots it's well yeah tech startup realm it is that's why we have you on the show yeah Yeah, except for that time with the rocks that was the one that wasn't tech that had nothing it wasn't sports but that's okay that was just rocks have you seen that bill belichick does not care for his microsoft surface yes we absolutely did so i'm at first i thought hey i've got a great idea we invent the microsoft surface pro guess what it's already out (laughs) yeah it already (laughs) came out yeah so Kind of, kind of seems hey, like that's that was competitive analysis. Sometimes you go digging, sometimes you hit lead. Yeah, I mean, some people <laughs> might have might have been able to determine that there was lead down there the whole time, given that that's a Microsoft branded product and that Microsoft is a it's a very large. Well, get your butt wrapped around this. I'm inventing a <laughs> tablet that's perfect for Bill Belichick. Ooh, okay. So a tablet just I mean, for Bill Belichick specifically, yeah. For it, NFL well, it's coaches for Bill general. Belichick. And the tens of billions of worldwide Bill Belichick devotees. Okay, there's there's not tens of billions of. That's people what it in says in my world. investor deck. Okay, so that's, that's... would this work for another NFL coach? Oh, say? it would work for an NFL coach, for an NFL coach's dad, for an NFL coach's kid, and you know what? Get one for the dog too. This is all this, right. All this, right. This is this is a tablet that a dog can operate. So patent pending. <laughs> okay, I have a tablet. That's made entirely of very thin cut pieces of wood bound together with spiral metal. The, 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 the wood is then bleached white and there's okay. lines written across it so that you know what lines to write on. And then I've got a graphite type t- uh, a stylus with yeah. this graphite on the middle, wood surrounding it that allows you to write directly on the cutout pieces of thin wood. Okay. Uh, now, are, are, are you being, is this is this an allegory for something else? Is this an analogy? No, this is a tablet, Jordan. I don't know if you are in the tech startup world, but this is me revolutionizing no, the uh, tablet yeah. industry. What, what you're describing is very similar to a notebook and a pencil, except that with thin pieces of wood, it won't be like paper, nope. which is much more functional. It'll be like a rigid rigid like crumbling yeah and and honestly doesn't mead already have institutional advantages in that marketplace no i don't think you understand this isn't paper i'm not an idiot i know what a (laughs) notebook is this is a tablet made out of thin cut pieces of wood that's bound together by metal spirals with painted lines on it and a stylus with graphite surrounded by wood i don't know what's difficult oh this is why you haven't heard about my Killer game changer. The graphite stylus has a rubber ending on the other side. So if you make a mistake, you erase it all away. Just like hitting the delete button 
on a regular tablet. Yeah, except I just want to, this is something that Dixon Ticonderoga does, and they do it very well, Nat. Yeah. I just think this is a very it's... competitive marketplace you're getting into. Ever since you went to Nashville, all you've been talking about is Dixie. <laughs> and that's not okay. I am from the coasts. That's why I'm so confident. So to just, 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 <laughs> Nat, tell me, what exactly is it that your tablet can do that a Microsoft Surface cannot? Joel, first of all, the number one thing it does is branding. <laughs> all right? You don't have a notebook. You don't have a Microsoft Surface like you have. You have a handcrafted by machines notebook, not notebook. That was, that was tablet. An it's, if it's handcrafted, it's not crafted by machine. And you know what? It's got the Clune logo all over the cover. Oh, that, that actually is a pretty sick logo. Pretty I got a cage of that, branding. Matt. That is a great logo. Now, I paid a graphic designer a million dollars in equity in the company to do it. <laughs> so nothing. So you know it's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got to be honest And then with when you. you open it, you get the feeling that you're in the Clune family. You see somebody else in the Clune family, and you've got a connection. You know what? Two people who discover that they're both in the Clune family, they might get married someday. Are people doing that? Well, because they share a Mead notebook? Are they doing it because they share a Microsoft service? Bro? No, you feel better being on the inside, and that's why it's $1,200. $1,200. A little priced out for the <laughs> tablet market, but I assure you, when you feel these cut pieces of wood, it's thin like paper. Thin like paper, yep. but not paper. Nope, thin like paper. <laughs> I know what paper is. I'm not an idiot. Oh, that's yet to be seen, Nat. So let me ask you real quick. When you, you were talking about R&D. Yes. The people that you are paying to do development for your company. Again, is, is it at all possible that the people who are in your quote-unquote R&D department. It's not quote-unquote. R&D stands for research and development. Is it possible that they just you know went to their day job at Kinko's and printed off a whole bunch of Clune notebooks and then told you these things so that you could try to sell them for $1,200? Joel. You have a point there. <laughs> yeah, they might, they may have done that. They may, yeah. Man, I and shouldn't that, have given them each a million dollars in equity. Well, Matt, I, I want to say, I think the bigger issue is, I don't know how you've shown this is better for a football coach. Oh, that's the yeah. greatest part. That's the most amazing part. Right, sorry. We, we cut you off. You cut, Joel, you started naysaying way too early. Way too early. Clune, a multi-trillion dollar company, clearly knows more than a dude who writes internet things, okay? Well, right. Obviously, and you got a sweet logo. And I got a sweet logo. Yeah. But but tell us then, why is the why is the Clune tablet so perfectly matched to the NFL head coach? One word, Joel and Jordan. Unhackable. Oh. I would love to see China get their red hands on this no or this tablet. You can't do it. The logic is unassailable. Thank you. <laughs> I can't. That'll be twelve hundred dollars. I don't want one. I I do not want Jordan. One. That will be twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> All right. Well, Jordan? you know what? You guys might be right. Jordan's silence says everything. <laughs> You know what? I'm start. I think I might have been too ambitious. Taking on the tablet market might be a little. It might be a little too advanced for for dumb people. And I now acknowledge that people might be too dumb for this concept. I don't. I don't love your tone, Nat. But I do have to say that it's it's nice to hear you at least be this sort of self reflective uh, in looking at your your situation. Well, luckily we just pivoted. Right now. Yep, we, we just pivoted. pivoted. Right just, I just got a text message from my R and D department. You they did know not me take better than I know it. We just pivoted. 
What what have you pivoted to? We're making an alcohol made out of crushed grapes. <laughs> We're calling it grapehol. Uh, it, I mean, it, that's, that's already a thing. It, it's it's unhackable, Jordan. That's true. It's unhackable. It is, it is unhackable. Clune. It for is life. a good move to move into the realm of the unhackable. I think. I uh, think Nat. so too. Do you know the Russia uh, got inside Hillary Clinton's emails? Mm-hmm. Well, Nat, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Hey, thanks uh, for having thanks me. Thanks for coming back. Good luck with your grapehol. Uh, you want some Grape Hall t-shirts? My no, art department already has them made. Hat. Yeah. Uh, it's a nascent market uh, that I'm sure you're going to be able to down. down and guys, it. you're welcome. Yeah. And now it's time for another Wide World of Weird Sports. Wide World of Weird Sports. Really wish we could fix the drop machine. Yeah, yeah. Well, we spent all our money on sky pipes yeah. because of you. We learned it from watching you, Jordan. Yeah. I, for one, am glad that we have you here, Jordan. Yeah. I feel like it's not so much the effects, but the intonation yeah. of Wide World of Weird Sports has changed when Joel says it versus Phil. Yeah. No, it's, it's true. It's actually, it's not me. We have to buy it from a, a generic drop maker. Yeah. Oh. Joel just happens to sound like a generic person. <laughs> yeah. God. But but yeah, it's 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 the cheapest drop that we could acquire. Yeah, it's not the bells and whistles drop that you guys are accustomed to. Yeah, it's uh, it's the drop is so cheap. It's like an almost empty can of Coors Light. <laughs> it's like an almost empty can of Coors Light. <laughs> yes, and it is like that, Phil. All right, what do we got this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports: Vinkensport. 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 Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yes. Yep. Jordan's excited. Is is this the sport uh, that, along with its twin, had Facebook stolen from it? From ah the <laughs> the the Vinkenvoss twins, the Vinkensport twins. Yeah. <clears throat> jo- Jordan, I heard you were excited. Yeah, this sounds good. This sounds good. All right, Vinkensport, which is Dutch for Finch Sport, is a competitive animal sport in which male common uh, chal finches are made to compete for the highest number of bird calls in an hour. So so the ultimate winner is a bird. Yeah. And so the birds are competing against each other? Uh, well, we should keep going. Yeah. Uh, so it's also called Vinkenshedding, which is finch-sitting, is primarily active in Dutch-speaking region of Flanders in Belgium. Yeah, Flanders. Heidi Ho. Home of Eddie Merckx, maybe the greatest athlete of all time. And home of Eddie Murphy, who had Mr. Robinson's house right there. (laughs) Uh, Vinkensport traces its origins to competitions held by Flemish merchants in 1596. Never forget. And is considered (laughs) part of traditional Flemish culture. As of 2007, it was estimated that there are over 13,000 enthusiasts. Mm. The enthusiast. I think that number's a little low. I think that number's a little low. Yeah, I think so too. It's barely a sport. It's only thirteen thousand. I mean, I have more people showing up to a football match in one place. That that's definitely true. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the enthusiasts are called vinkiners or finchers, uh, breeding ten thousand birds every year. Mm. Animal rights activists have opposed the sport for much of its history. Ooh. Oh no! Why? Yeah. Who could uh, be against bird calling? Well, let me tell you why. Because this is how it's done. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, in a contest, a row of small cages, each housing a single male finch, are lined up approximately six feet apart along a street. The close proximity of the cages increases the number of calls as the birds sing for mates and establish territory. Mm. A timekeeper begins and ends the contest with a red flag. Uh, every time a bird sings a correct, terminating flourish to their call, most often transcribed as Suska White. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Suske White. Suske White. Suske White. Suske White. Kind of sounds like Suske a. Suske White. Hey, is the drop machine fixed? Suske White. <laughs> No, that's that's just Phil doing that. That's me doing the voice. <laughs> oh, oh, man, that sounded like the drop machine almost. It was yep. so good. No, it'd yep. be nice, but the drop machine, definitely too expensive. Uh, uh, every time it's transcribed, Suska White, a tally mark in chalk is made with a long wooden stick. Uh, <laughs> just, the bird singing Couldn't just songs, use a piece of chalk? They could, but they need a long wooden stick. <laughs> uh, the bird singing its song the most times during one hour wins the contest. Uh, champion uh, finches regularly sing hundreds of calls in contests. Mm. Suska White! And probably the animal rights activists get involved because they don't actually wind up getting laid at the end of this. That's probably true. You make hundreds of mating calls in a single day, you know, you'd hope you get something for it. Let's talk about this? why there's a dark side to this, though, shall we, Jordan? Yeah, I was going to say, I still don't see the dark side. All yeah. right, vinconeers use a variety of methods to increase the number of calls in their birds. Uh-oh. <laughs> training. Training, yep. nutrition. Do they take, yeah, do they take other bird families and then, like, threaten them? Are they holding little finches in front of the cage? Like, do another call or she gets it. Well, here it is. Techniques of developing singing aptitude include selective breeding programs. Ne <laughs> Not terrible, but what are you going to do? Hard, hard to find three words that, when combined, <laughs> yeah. are, are more distasteful. Yep. High-protein diets. Try hard to find three words that are, when combined, more joyful. Yeah, and stimulating <laughs> them with music and recordings of birdsong. What? Okay, that I'm really great. confused about the animal rights people at this point. Yeah, as wild finches generally begin singing during the spring mating seasons, keepers may also use artificial lights placed in aviaries to include increased songs. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, you know what else? Who else does this? Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> Think about it. Stimulating them with music and recordings. We've all heard about playing loud rock music. Uh, keeping them under consistent sunlight, right? Selective breeding programs. Guantanamo <laughs> I'm not, I'm Bay. I'm not sure that they're doing Right, that. but the birds aren't terrorists, so I don't see the big deal. Yeah. Yeah. All right, opposition to the sport. Much Through much of its history, certain attributes of the sport have garnered criticism. Early proponents of the sport would blind birds with hot needles... In order to reduce visual distractions. Oh, there we I'm go. I'm against that. I'm, yeah. I'm going to come out against that. <laughs> sure. Whoa, whoa, Jordan. Let's not just blunder our way into a policy position that yeah. you can't reverse. The election. Wait, wait a minute. Wait weeks. a minute. Are we talking about the terrorists or the birds? <laughs> talking about the, the birds. We're not talking about Guantanamo Bay right now. You know what? I'm good then. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Thomas Hardy, the celebrated English author and poet, who was also an activist member of the RSPCA, <laughs> Uh, it's active vivisectionist. I've never heard that term before. Uh, he has written a poem called The Blinded Bird to protest against the practice. Uh, in 1920, <laughs> a campaign by a blind World War II veterans banned the practice. And today the birds are kept in small wooden boxes to let air in but keep distractions out. So this was this was a bunch of people who were like, oh, I used to be okay with 
Finch singing. Yeah. But then I went to war and was blinded, and exactly. it made me realize. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, modern I mean, animal- They were a pilot. It was mostly the pilots, because they realized if you're blind, you can't fly. Yeah. Yeah. A lot That's of people really died before they picked up on that one. Uh, one more uh, a bit of opposition before we start, because I, I really... This is disturbing. Uh, modern animal rights activists, such as those from the Flemish Bird Protection Society, accuse trainers of brainwashing birds into singing more than is natural or healthy by playing looped recordings of finch calls, and that caging birds in the intentionally small and dark contest boxes is cruel. You know, it's interesting, because there is that poem, you know, but I guess it's not true. The caged bird does sing. It sings a lot, so much that you win the contest. And that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. Joel. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to close another sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, Nat Spigman will uh, give you our podcast information, and who knows, he might pivot again too. All right, this is Nat Spigman. Uh, with the contact information brought to you by Clune. Clune, the number one company in home cosmetics. Wait, what? All right. You can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. If you send them a tweet and hashtag Clune, you might just win some free house eyeliner. <laughs> You can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. If you uh, do a live, a Facebook live and mention Clune uh, on the sports, sports, sports podcast page, then they might send you some house blush. Or you can find all of the episodes at soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. If you go there and comment and say Clune is great, uh, where one of my segments is on, then you know what? We might throw in a little house lipstick. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Oh, hey, hey Joel. Missed this part. <laughs> well, it's, it's good to have you on. I just want to say how how happy it makes me to hear that there was no Confederate flags at the old old Miss game. I feel like we, we might have all had certain perceptions about what to expect from it, and and it sounds like Jordan had a fun time with a lot of good people. Oh, I did. Yeah, it was it was a phenomenal time. Everyone was very nice and friendly, and uh, it, was, it was really great. It's just an important message in this divisive time that we find our country. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.